Good evening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, been thinking about a lot of uh, a lot of kind of modern developments in teaching and computing and stuff this last couple of weeks, and that's probably been the reason behind the delay for sort of publishing any other kind of meaningful updates to our channel at the moment. But uh, I think that uh, I've been having a look because a friend of mine uh, who was good enough to put me to put me onto this translation engine deepl.com d-e-e-p-l.com um did so um known for other sort of teaching and technology were my my um line of interest and stuff and so i had a look at this and messed around with it for a little bit and uh, had a play and i thought or got thinking about um the developments with Google Translate because I know for a fact that Google um, like to uh, like to also translate things and certainly their AI has uh, has improved a great deal in terms of the way in which um, when you ask a computer to translate something for you it it produces the you know it produces something that comes out the other end as language teachers I know that we know straight away when a, a pupil has used Google Translate because um, particularly with things such as German where the word order is slightly different. In the first instances when um, Google Translate certainly came about, um, Google Translate didn't cope very well with word order, word order issues, word order problems and things that um, were really quite specific to the language. And so therefore, when a child handed in a piece of work to you as a completed piece of work or um, finished essay in German at the end of it, you were very quickly able to spot that it was uh, it was done with artificial assistance. Um, and uh, these days, you know, because of the, the pressures that are put under pupils and the things that they have to learn in order to get through there, exams it's it's less easy to spot i would say that um the ai addition or the addition of ai to google translate means that uh, it now is capable of producing a better a better working quality german um to work from and so therefore i mean you know i'm not evaluating whether deeple or google produce better translations one over the other but uh, Moreover, looking at how they do, what they do with it, and um, the fact that, in actual fact, having asked them recently to translate um, some lyrics, they came up with absolutely the same translation, the one as um, as with the other. And so this I certainly found very, very interesting. Um, because, you know, not knowing what powers the... AI interface behind the behind both translation engines. I found it interesting that um, that exactly the same translation was the end result. So does this mean that um, the artificial intelligence of both Google and Deeple is using or has access to the same bank of um, pre-translations or human translations that uh, it draws upon in order to to come up with something, or whether? Um, you know, I, I don't fully know from there because um, both uh, both AI um, interface purveyors make out that um, 
their their interface learns and or produces work in different ways and so therefore you know i i wait to be corrected as somebody who is just interested in in having a look at the end result uh, at the front end um I, you know, I remain to be convinced, remain to be shown how to do what to do and all the rest of it. But uh, it's an interesting debate because I think that the, the end result of this has to be that the replacement of the human brain in the whole field of translation still has a long way yet to be to be trumpeted as an achievement of, of people who who drive these things who make these things or who um conceive of these these um translation engines and so therefore um you know i think for a while our job is certainly safe i'll see you in about six seconds i think hello welcome back at um the the whole kind of philosophy of translation or what makes human beings such wonderful linguists is is very much that that the human brain is able to um, spot subtleties in language differences in language and um, is able to kind of uh, as well provide a sort of um, a real context for language too and so one certainly wouldn't be able to use Google Translate or um, Deeple or any other, you know, any other, nothing to do with brand names, any other kind of translation engine on the spot for anything other than rudimentary work. I think uh, it was interesting watching an episode of Black Mirror where one of the um, soldiers that was wearing a kind of translation device was able to, um, was able to translate things. Um, looking at battlefield technology and that was, was able to translate and converse with an indigenous population of a country that they were working in at the time but uh, by the same thing um, this kind of technology was not able to recognize certain things in itself still making it not something to be depended upon and I think that in the same way here and these kinds of things it, it, what makes it exciting as a debate is that uh, that these these things are in their infancy and they're taking off. But I think what uh, kind of makes me still feel a bit smug and superior is the actual fact that uh, that um, at the moment a computer is still absolutely no match for the human brain because um, they're not able to computers are not able to translate words um, to the same degree that that a human being is. So, um, a friend of mine who's a translator would be able to say, well, actually, you know, if I've got this to translate, I've got a book of poetry to translate, I really need to kind of think about the kind of poetry that I'm going to produce to make sure that the, um, the feelings, the emotions and everything else that I produce in the language that I'm translating into is still kind of um, retain the the feeling and the the um, the smell and the taste and the the real kind of vibe of the original um, in its in its own language and so therefore 
that's why machine translation can only ever be sort of something that uh, that survives as a as a, a help or an aid memoir to um, the way in which us humans do stuff, um, and perhaps to a degree. Um, Google and DeepL and those kind of other um, AI translation engines that are out there at the moment are going to be the the forerunners to this kind of battlefield technology where um, troops were able to have a conversation with people who spoke a different language without necessarily, um, you know, having to type stuff in or wait for an answer from the internet or something. But it would all just be on a portable device carried by them that they could just speak into and provide. Um, a translation with or by, but uh, I still see that kind of a future as being a long way off purely because of the rate at which languages grow, the amount of vocabulary that is that is added to a language year on year, and the amount of kind of um, concepts, ideas, and things that, that take um take shape as verbs the following year or the year after their inception means that uh, at the moment I think I, I think it's going to be some time before human beings are completely replaced by machines um, sometimes our job might not be safe but by the same token that's not going to be taken by people who specifically have kind of customer facing roles in that and uh, so therefore I think that uh, we do still have a lot to learn and uh, excitingly um, watching and charting the development of that future should prove to be very, very interesting indeed. I really want to thank you for tuning in and thank you for your patience and waiting for an update this last week or so. Thank you and uh, take care. Bye bye.